Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, Campfire Devotions. Of course, you obviously we don't have a campfire going. We got a little shower last night. And it's still dark outside. So anyway, here we are. We're inside this morning. But I, I want to just begin. I want to. Re- I read a story yesterday that I believe was worthy of repeating. And in order just to make my point this morning, I've. Uh, if you've ever lived in West Texas or Western Oklahoma or. I don't know, any number of places, South Dakota, New Mexico, all kinds of places, you are familiar with rattlesnakes. Well, everybody's got one, you know, a snake story, that is. It began, this story began with, at a barbecue where one particular fellow was just pretty well famous for his barbecues that he hosted. The kind, you know, where you put a beef or a goat on coals in a pit and you cover it with sheet iron, and then you cover it with dirt, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait for many hours, and then you dig it up, and you uncover it, and you unwrap it, and then you feast on it. Well, that's the kind of barbecue he puts on, and, and he was pretty famous for them. Well, at one of these barbecues, as everyone was waiting for the meal, a woman screams, and hysteria breaks out. Beside the yard gate was a about a six-foot rattlesnake all coiled up. All the women were running... <coughs> around and the men were hunting shovels and hoes and one fella came out with a lariat rope and all kinds of things to kill it and then all of a sudden a guy stepped out with a double barrel shotgun and they were going to take care of this steak and suddenly an old man who happened to be there at the uh, at the barbecue he steps forward and he says wait he announces that's no way to kill a snake and he eases up to the rattler very very quietly and then as quick as a cat he grabs that snake by the tail He swings him around his head a time or two and whacks him on a rock. And everybody was amazed and awed. When he was through, he threw the snake in the back of the truck. And he announced, now that's the way you kill a rattlesnake. And everybody applauded and all the men tipped their hats and all that kind of thing. And he and he or his son who was with him, they never revealed that the snake that they, that had scared everyone so that he had been killed just a little while before, about a quarter mile down the road. And people were astounded at the bravery and the daring of the old fella. But you know what the difference was? <clears throat> he knew what they didn't know. He was persuaded that the snake was already dead. He was absolutely for certain. He knew that it was settled. The snake was dead or he wouldn't have grabbed it to start with. Now today, you and I can, or now today, I would like to lift up one word that appears 16 times in the Gospel of John, five times in 1 John, and the word is believeth. Not believing or hoping, or, but believeth. Believeth. Knowing that it's settled. Obviously, by the usage of the word, believeth was a very strong word, a very important word to John in his vocabulary. If you, if you will remember back to the most famous of all the verses or scriptures in the Bible, John three fifteen and 16, and Jesus tells an undercover member of the Sanhedrin in the dark of night, He tells him that whosoever believeth in me should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I don't know how important that you classify that word in your, believeth in your vocabulary, but I'm afraid that it has lost its punch and its weightiness 
in our modern English vocabulary. Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary says that believeth means the act or the mental state of assent to something proposed for acceptance. Well, that may be well and good in our modern times that we live in. But when Jesus, or when John uses the word believeth, he implies and he means a much stronger meaning than just intellectual assent. John uses the word believeth. He means to know it's settled. He means to, to have complete faith and confidence and trust to make a commitment to it. I never, I never met the fellow that I was telling you about that slung the snake around his head and bashed it on a rock. But I know for certain about old men because I'm, I'm, I'm headed that way. They don't take foolish chances. My dad always said when I was a young guy that I took too many chances, but that, that, taking those chances are less and less the older you get. The fellow for, was for certain and for sure in the story, the fellow was for certain and for sure that he had complete faith and trust or he would have never committed himself to pull the stunt that he pulled. He knew that it was settled. He knew that snake was dead. Now, I'm afraid today that there's a good many people that are running around claiming Jesus as their Savior who are mistaken about what John and other writers of the New Testament meant when they talked about believing in Jesus. I could get up in the morning, and I could go down here in our, our little town to the convenience store, and I could ask people all morning as they came in and out, do you believe in Jesus? And probably not find one person who said that they didn't. I could stay there all day and into the evening till the crowd that it, till the evening crowd comes and they're carrying that beer out by the barrel full, by the wheelbarrow full, like they do every evening, and ask the same question, and never meet anyone who would tell me that they didn't believe in Jesus. But should I tighten the girt a little bit more and and begin to ask, do you know that it's settled? Do you trust in Jesus? Are you committed to him? Do you have complete faith and confidence in him? And the response would be a completely different outcome. <clears throat> They're two different, it's, it's two different things to believe and another thing to know that it's settled. Why, even the devils, it says in, in Jude, even the devils, they believe in Jesus. Believing in Jesus, that's just admitting his existence. Now, folks, for the record, believing in Jesus and trusting in him is having complete faith in him. It's being committed to him. It's knowing that it's settled. Now, if you want to confess belief in Jesus as your Savior, it means your life has changed and will change more and more the closer that you draw to him. If you say that you believe in Jesus and there has been, there is no change and there has been no ongoing change in your life, I'm sorry to tell you, you've missed it. Because if you get anything less than salvation when you come to Jesus, if you get anything less than change for your life when you come to Jesus, well, you missed it. I'm sorry to inform you that you didn't get anything at all. 
Now, I'm not going to try to take anything away from you or your spiritual walk. But are you committed? Do you have complete faith in him? Do you know that it is settled? Do you trust Jesus? You know, that's the most important single question that you'll ever face in life. Let me go a little bit farther and pry a little deeper into your spiritual life. Do you know that you know Jesus? In John 5 and 13, 1 John 5 and 13, it says, These things I have written unto you that believeth on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye believe on the name of the Son of God. I hope you got it. That it's possible to know that you've been saved. And you know that you've been saved because changes took place in your life. Do you know? Are you committed? Is it settled? Make sure today. Make the commitment. Make, put your complete faith in Jesus and settle the question once and for all. Know that you know him. Well, if you would, please do remember Hebrews 10 and 25 when it says, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Try to go to church somewhere today if you can. And then also, as I always want to remind you in Luke 21, 28, especially the days and the times that we live in, when the Word tells us that when we see all these things begin to come to pass, look up, lift up our heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. God bless everyone today.